guys, it's me, Casper, from Massachusetts. I just wanted to say thanks to everybody who listened to the previous episodes. And so we're switching gears, but also going to follow up with some past voicemails from other listeners. Um, From my last episodes, we had some remarks here and there. So we'll follow up with those and then go into the next subject, talking about mental health. Mental health is extremely important. I don't know who told you guys that it isn't, and who told you guys that some of you guys that go into therapy is not okay. That, whoever said that to you, is a liar. And it is predominantly being, it's, it has been predominantly been mainly in the black community where if a black person tells their family that they want to go to therapy or get counseling and they're called weird or they think something's wrong they're like oh what's wrong with you or something like that is ridiculous so if you feel the need to get it then go ahead yeah i don't think anybody else's approval or validation of what you're good enough for is necessary it's your mental health you maintain yours and let whoever else who let everyone else have their own opinions of what they think is good enough for you or not because at the end of the day that's all you that these things are affecting so i'm probably going to have some other people join me on this podcast episode later on today it is approximately 10 42 a.m and i'm just waiting for a group of people to come and so i'm just putting this podcast episode together while i wait Previously on several episodes ago. Hi, Casper. Troy Larson from the Root Beer Bar podcast. Well, I'm going to say that Gay Pride Weekend is traffic as well. So there you go. Uh, That's my response to your episode. Uh, And by the way, I won't uh, partake in either a Gay Pride uh, parade weekend or a straight pride uh, weekend or parade, whatever you want to call it. I've, I have heard about the story of a, men in, a group of men in Boston who are trying to organize a straight pride uh, celebration. So I just had to put that out there. Have a good one. On another note, um, straight pride parades are still just traffic, just like the drive through at Chick-fil-A and will always remain that way. Hello. Hey. Hey, what's up? Not much. Thanks for joining. Yeah. You're welcome, welcome. I know, I know. It's been a while since we recorded together since the dine and dash and shit. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, the anxiety podcast. Would have been fun Mm -hmm. if we had Sam R. Yeah, I think she's sleep. Yeah, I act tired. She has to get up early to come to Boston tomorrow. Oh yeah, I forgot. She do gotta do that. Yeah, okay. she got some things to do, but hey, we're not gonna talk about that on here. <laughs> but I <laughs> am lucky. gonna say 
lucky. That's what I'm gonna say. Mm-mm. Lucky. Nah, I wouldn't consider that for that reason. Nah. But well, not for the fact that she gotta go to work, but the fact that she gets to be I know. I know. <laughs> go to Boston. Well, come to Boston and stuff. So something has been brewing on my mind lately and it's the stereotypes of black people thinking that going to therapy is not okay and that thought process baffles the entire fuck out of me I mean pardon my French it baffles me completely that they think that you know you know our black community believes that some of them believe that going to therapy is not okay and I just want to know where and why they, some of them have accumulated these thoughts that it's not okay question is what's wrong with you Girl, what are your thoughts I don't know I feel like they feel the same way over here like I watch certain things, I've seen certain things where somebody be like, "Yeah, I'm going to therapy," and I, you you get like those stares or those looks of like, "What's your problem? What's your deal? What's going on in your life?" Like you need to be able to do this without talking to somebody. Go through what you're going through without seeing nobody. That's not okay. It is definitely not okay. It's the most disturbing thought processing what could have and even worse to, for them to open their mouths and say that to people this is what you have to do now see I've gone to counseling which may not be equivalent to therapy on certain levels but I've gone to counseling for many many years in my life and it's not like it wasn't bad and it wasn't like perfect you know, everything has its imperfections or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I found it to be useful in some way, shape, or form. You know, because at least I got to talk to someone about certain things that concerned me, and I had legitimate concerns. You know, talking about how to overcome anxiety in a most in a very health, healthy and effective way, and you know how not to let people and their horrible perceptions of someone like myself like get to me or whatever stupid things that people say it's just really annoying um that's when I was a lot younger and before I started formulating my own true deep-rooted thoughts of some things I never disclosed during therapy because I felt like it was just gonna get too deep mm-hmm. And so I kept some of that stuff to myself and I dealt with it. We finally talked about it to a friend because sometimes not everything is supposed to be told to a therapist or a counselor. Mm-hmm. So you, you have a certain person that you can talk to about certain things because they get it and they won't judge you or say something stupid to you that would make you go, I'm not coming back here no more. Mm-hmm. No, so funny because me were about this. She was talking about how she has a friend, and her friend, my associate, because I was about to say she wasn't really my friend. She was more like your friend, and I ain't really 
fuck with her like that. Like that wasn't my thing. She wasn't my thing. I didn't like her vibe. That's not me. But she was talking to her because she's been going through some changes and she's been having a tough time. And she calls me a lot and we have a lot of conversations, a lot of deep-rooted conversations. But she says that she feels like she's being judged. And I was like, being judged? Judged for what? And she's being judged by her friend's sister because they somehow not somehow it's not too shocking I mean people get around dated the same guy oh gosh and or more like they both ended up being the booty call for the same guy and my friend (laughs) doesn't like being booty call or the side chick for nobody nobody does not really she's been there done that doesn't want to go through that again etc but the girl's sister would judge her for that and she would do certain things like she would call up the guy and have conversation and he would talk to her about her and I was like yo that's crazy I would have put a stop to that really quick I don't even know why you just allowed it to happen I would have had to nip that in the butt seriously but it's just it's the thing that like the girl's sister also uses her to talk about family issues and problems and things like going to see a therapist and my friend is real understanding about that she speaks to her about it because she's going to see one herself and whatnot but I feel like you can't be like here I'm listening to my problems but then I'm gonna judge you afterwards right that's not how that works definitely not so it's like we have to keep announcing to everybody especially the black men and women that you know you have to preserve your mental health maintain your mental health because it's very important it will affect you and everybody around you and everything around you if you don't maintain your mental health if you know damn well that something is not right and you need to get help do it and you don't even have to announce it to anybody. It's your own thing. You don't need anybody's permission to make sure you're okay. No, just go do it. Do it. You know, there are doctors everywhere. They can deal with the kind of insurance you have. There's also free walk-in clinics and counseling centers you can go to. Get a counselor that you feel matches you. And then just sit there at a coffee shop or a secluded area and have a talk with the counselor or a therapist. And yeah, it's probably going to seem a little weird at first, but after maybe 20, 10 sessions, you'll start feeling like you got a rhythm with it and it's good. And you're able to find better ways to problem solve and troubleshoot some of the things that you're dealing with. Um, Basically developing better coping methods. My main issue was anxiety. It was and still is very real. But much earlier years, I was very happy to be able to get the counseling slash therapy that I needed to figure out how to debunk certain things that triggered anxiety and certain things like that. And I realized this is something that was beyond, that was above counseling. Mm-hmm. I had to actually like go back and 
figure things out. Kind of like reevaluate. <laughs> yes, pretty much mm-hmm. sit there and reevaluate. One of the ways I did it was kept keeping a journal entry. Oh yeah, that's a good way. That's a good coping to do. Yes. Write a journal. Writing a lot. Let it out. Write it through writing and talking about it a little bit. So for me, it was more more writing than talking. So instead of just like sitting in front of a computer and spewing out a bunch of stuff, I would turn it into little things of literature. You're like me. I used to like write my problems and turn them into stories. Yes, create stories and things like that with it. Just keep it on a a nice surface. So after you finish letting it out, you notice that you feel a few shades better. Mm -hmm. What I did was, a couple of years ago, I was very angry about something that happened. And even though I talked about it to the person that created the problem, it didn't. I still didn't feel better about it. So I ended up writing a treatment for a screenplay. I don't know if Samar told you about that screenplay that I wrote. Um, but um, She may have I mentioned like, it. Yes. I took all of that frustration out and it turned into a treatment for a screenplay which I still have. Ooh. Yep, it's my treatment. Um, it's like, I don't know, 50-something pages long because I wanted to do a, a screenplay of what happened and just turn it into a damn Netflix series See, as I was so fucking angry. That I tried time. doing a screenplay. I realized that wasn't for me. Storytelling is not my thing. Make a name up, write a story, and depending on how I was feeling, like let's say if I was feeling like really sad emotions, really sad and depressing stuff would happen. I was feeling really angry, a lot of action, and maybe murder. (laughs) (laughs) Fighting would happen. I was just far too angry to even like approach because I was like I don't know it's just going to be a very angry scenery so I said I'm going to turn it into a screenplay and I even actually wrote two screenplays actually anytime I felt like it was boiling up again I would just get on the computer and write write for hours Mm -hmm. I spent four hours writing and just writing and writing and writing and proofreading and writing some more. And when I, whenever I was finished, it felt better. Mm. The beginning of the anger, it was, it, was, it was very intense. And so I would just whip out the computer, close my door and just do some writing. And for hours straight, I wouldn't answer my phone from anybody and just write it out and then read it the next day. So I can see where the outburst appeared in some of my literature. And it eventually turned into a bunch of poems and landed me on stage with some of my poetry eventually. So that's the form of therapy outside of the office. So guys, if you're listening and you have heard about this whole writing thing, you don't have to have perfect writing skills. If you get it off your mind and your chest, it'll feel a lot better. 
it may not fix the problem, but it'll feel better to point to the point where you can think rationally. Yeah, and I've when you're finished, you get angry. I've also tried the whole, you know, like confront the problem and or person who's done it and do like like a group talk and you have like a mediator. I've done stuff like that before. I realize that I don't really care for those. They work sometimes. Sometimes they don't. And I realized I was one of those people that when I'm really angry, I kind of talk over. I just really need you to hear my side and I wish to walk away. And you can't walk away. Mm, and sometimes I really approach. wanted to. There'd be times where I really wouldn't really want to. Work. Just because the people who I was always having these problems with were people who were overbearing themselves. They were really overbearing and really aggressive and things of that nature. So I just realized I didn't like coming to confrontation with them that way. So mm-hmm. writing notes was easier. Got plenty of notes. I do that stuff now, leave notes around the house when I'm annoyed. <laughs> oh gosh. I have found, I mean, so many different outlets. Um, what the, what the, what happened? And another thing that I found useful is when you, when you're at home and you're still just thinking about that thing that makes you angry, mm-hmm. you just get up and go on an adventure. Oh, go on a walk. Go somewhere. Mm-hmm. Like, go shopping. Mm-hmm. Do something you normally wouldn't do. I don't know. Perhaps book a trip and fly away for a few days. Go see a friend. Uh, Too broke for that, but (laughs) get out of the state of anger and go somewhere else and be in a different environment. Definitely, definitely go shopping. I did that a couple of times. Stayed night at a friend's house. Done that a couple of times. Especially when I have to think of ways to take apart something that's causing my anxiety. It's like going to a drawing board. I would actually Ooh, write used to draw the issue too. and de- like debunk it that way. See, I have like a debate with myself at times. I'm quite the person who, if I didn't like the outcome of something, I end up and end up talking to myself about it, like wishing I had did something different, replay it in my head, go back through my memory and be like, oh, I wish I had it this way and said this and did that and said this. I'm that type of person until I come to the conclusion that if it happens again or if I feel the need to speak up. Yeah, but when I speak up, it's just a very unpleasant thing because after all that anger built up I'm pretty much kind of mean spirited with it Mm. I don't that's one thing I still have to try and work on is not being so extremely cold and harsh and deep and dark with it Mm. because I'm just busting at the seams and I can really just kick their head off their shoulders that is okay because I'm kind of the same I'm really <laughs> I'm really aggressive with it. My friends tell me that all the time. They're really aggressive. Cause they just I just don't like a lot of things. Like I can't do. I realize as I've gotten older I have zero Ooh. tolerance for bullshit. Exactly. And that's another mm-hmm. thing you have to do. You have to learn how to not only like protecting your mental health, but your freaking your energy and shit. 
like you pick and choose who's good enough to be around in your vibes and I don't know I talked about this several episodes ago you know being stingy with your time and energy and your friendship and being stingy with anything ending in the word shit <laughs> especially if you're the kind of person that like holds on to oh, hold on to a grudge I really am cannot I- have that around <laughs> I am the type of person who I am willing to forgive, but I because I feel like if I forget, I am going to allow that problem or that instance to reoccur. So I will forgive you for it, but I do not forget it. And I'll forget it after I said what I needed to say. I don't care how badly your feelings get hurt. After. Oh, see, because at that time, that's when I'm intending to hurt your feelings. I mean to do it. That's where that mean spirit mm-hmm. thing comes out. You see, no, I'm the opposite. I just don't give a fuck anymore. I will forgive. I don't really forget because I realize that people have the tendency to repeat the same motherfucking mistakes. Exactly. This is why. You, this is why I say it's it's extremely difficult to be nice because when I'm tired of something, there's no like. I can't recover from it. There's like, I'm tired of it, and what you get is what you get. I'm not saying this to sound big and bad, but <coughs> what happens when I'm just completely fed up and I just don't care? It's like flipping a table in the middle of a debate mm-hmm. or a card game. Knock all the liquor and the cards off the table. <laughs> Pretty much. Finish with it. Done. Mm-hmm. And then you just turn your back and you never look at them again. And they don't exist to you anymore. Mm-hmm. When you're finished being angry and you explode on them, they don't exist to you anymore. Nope, that's why I try and go on walks. So I think something I still have to work on. I gotta get let go of grudges because I can bring stuff up. Like when I'm mad, I can bring up every little, <laughs> every little bitty thing you've ever done to me. Whether I was disappointed with something, whether you had hurt my feelings, where whether you have done something in my life to change my view about something, I will bring that shit up if it has impacted me in a negative way. Yeah. I just, I just don't know. I I'm ha- I still have a hard time with that. I don't think writing is gonna fix it. It's just me trying to decide if I'm okay with letting it stay, like letting my outburst stay that way or trying to like do something to make it not so bad. Well, for me, I get annoyed really easily, but being annoyed and pissed off are like two different things for me. I can get a, I'm annoyed like practically all the time. <laughs> little shit annoys me. A little thing just irk my nerve at times. But it's like the big shit, the shit that makes me explode. And unfortunately, if you happen to be the one to press my button, and it takes a lot because I feel like I have, I I don't have a lot of patience, but I have a lot of tolerance. So I can tolerate Mm -hmm. stuff a lot because let me tell you, my job be wanting to explode all the time, but I tolerate it for multiple reasons. I think of like the negative Basically, I go through like the pros and the cons before I try and flip out. But if I'm already done, you don't already push me to the edge, like, game over, unfortunately. 
you were about to take this <laughs> bomb and just take it. I just, I guess I developed less and less tolerance at my level. I, I don't think I've ever been able to tolerate that kind of shit because I've always been the kind of person that would like stop something in its tracks mm-hmm. and scream my head off in that person's mm-hmm. face so badly that they're petrified. Nope. And then it just gives me the shakes because I get even more angry when I finish yelling at them. Have you ever gotten so mad that you've hyperventilated? Oh my gosh, I have actually been so mad that I, like, I don't know, I just, I, I blacked out. I don't know what happened, but it wasn't very good. No, I... Did they say the person thought I was crazy afterwards? <laughs> it's like, this is what happens. Especially if you try to reason with them, that's another thing that gets it. Like, people getting under your skin and they're disturbing your inner peace. And then when you react, that's when they call you crazy or you need help. Like, okay, well, I'm all of that then. But what were you when you were doing all this stuff? and provoking. You deserve all of the reactions you got. So, I don't care. You can call me crazy or whatever, but you just, you're you're gonna learn to leave people the fuck alone. You know, stay in your spot and don't bother nobody. Otherwise, you wouldn't be having to call nobody crazy. Mm, I don't think I've ever blacked out, but I have hyperventilated. Um, I don't even think I've had anybody call me crazy. At one point, people used to think it was really funny when I got mad. I had two blackouts. Mm. In the course of like four years. Mm-mm. I don't know, I called somebody all types of things and I just drained the whole skin out of their body. <laughs> like they were just pale when I got finished with them. As I got ready to leave and I was like, and another thing. <laughs> let's say they just never spoke to me again and every time someone mentions my name they cry because of how bad I hurt their feelings but what were they thinking when they were messing with me and I told them to back up like get out leave me alone leave people alone that's the thing you wouldn't have this problem my mind you just sound really mean <laughs> not mean but who told them to bother me <laughs> I would be nice if they didn't we would be very nice people if people didn't get under our skin <sighs> I mean I don't like being that way but it is what it is you're a ball buster that's the way I am my favorite quote from the movie Married to the Mob <laughs> <laughs> oh you gotta watch that movie. It's fucking hilarious. I guess when we hang out again together at some point, we should watch that movie. I think I'm gonna bring my iPad or just sign into actually, yeah, we gotta watch it. We gotta watch it on the um, Apple movie or iTunes movie because it's a funny movie and you'll see where I got that line. It's who I am. I'm a ball buster. Because <laughs> she was messing with somebody and they freaking blacked out on them. And they were very, very harsh. 
And the thing is, I don't bother people, so that's Girl, the thing that gets trouble me. Always that comes. makes me even more angry. Let me tell you, trouble always comes looking for you. You're never looking for trouble. Let me tell you. Exactly. I just want to be chilling and living my best life. You know? Mm-hmm. But when that shit comes roaring in my direction, trust me. The reaction very unkind because I just want to chill I don't want to be bothered by nobody mm-hmm. I don't understand why people can't respect that you know respect my wishes that's another part of protecting your mental health people who don't respect you and your boundaries and they don't have any regard for how you feel if you're around people that have no regard for your feelings tell them to go somewhere or you just you don't have to announce your departure from them just leave just leave I got a question so do you like confrontation or do you not like confrontation I don't because I don't have good reactions to it okay it's extremely tough bad reactions with it yeah that sounds like me I don't like confrontation but I'd rather confront something if I think I can handle it, like there are just certain things, specifically there are certain people I can't do confrontation with because my reactions are a little too bad, maybe a little too aggressive, maybe not too aggressive. <laughs> I just can't. It like as soon as I start getting my my as soon as my scalp starts to start getting hot, that's the beginning of the blackout episode. Literally begin to get hot. Never blacked out. I can't. I don't like it. I just prefer to be in a peaceful state. Yes, I am a lover, not a fighter. That's what you've been trying to tell people. I am a lover, not a fighter. But if you have to, you will absolutely annihilate someone in just two minutes. Yes, if I need to. I will get you. Because you got to protect your own mental health and your own peace. Can't let somebody else come over here with their dusty ass auras fucking around you. <laughs> Keep the dustiness away. But sometimes confrontation finds you. Lord behold, I feel like that's what always happens to me. Like somebody is always looking to confront you about something. And some of the times I didn't even know what they were talking about. I remember growing up and getting confronted about things and I didn't even know who these people were. That would be the bad thing. I really didn't pay attention. Like my mom kind of drilled it into my head. You go to school to learn, not to make friends, not to chill and chat with other people. So I wasn't really all into that. I made friends along the way and I did what I did and I would walk my butt home. And always find these people who be like, well, I heard you say such and such. I'm gonna be like, what? Who is that? Oh my goodness. Like, I didn't even know who these people were that they were trying to defend. <laughs> no idea. Just, they just need to go find something to do with themselves. Like, just go somewhere. Like, go. I'm like, literally, like, whisking my hand away. Like, that get away from me gesture right mm-hmm. now. Because. <laughs> and. I don't want, yeah, that shit is not cool. And as long as you don't touch me, I I don't have no problem with walking away. I've always been the bigger person and I walk away. 
just because I don't I mean, got time to do it. Everybody's always wearing fake eyelashes. You just rip them shits off. <laughs> Fuck. Uh-uh. I could always be the bigger person and walk away, especially when I didn't know what you were talking about. But it'd be those times when they push their hands on you and you'd be like, what? And then I gotta go hulk on them because they don't touch you. <laughs> well then, there are consequences for that. And they are dire. And I'll just leave it at that. But, for those of you who are listening, if you have any thoughts and opinions or ideas of how you cope with keeping your sanity with stupid shit or people that have no business being a part of your life or if you feel that therapy is important please do share your thoughts and whatnot. do you go to therapy do you go to counseling do you find it useful or have you been also finding other coping methods outside of counseling on the times that you're not in therapy um, when you take a break from therapy sessions for months at a time What do you do to replace that? Do you go shopping? Do you travel whenever you get a chance? Or do you just focus on your work and work super hard to distract yourself from getting back into those dark, depressing spaces? Mm -hmm. What do you do? How do you placate that? Girl, go shopping. (laughs) Shopping sounds good. Bath and body work. mm -hmm. Macy. March but the problem with that is don't spend all your money. Problem solved with a swipe of the cup. Yes, but don't spend all your money because people got that problem too. Like once they start shopping, they can't stop. I, I have, I'm like a budget person. You go, you get an item or two, feel better, go eat some food, go have some snacks true, or something, true, true. and then you leave. True. But you got people who you go out of there, who go there and leave with like ten bags. I'd be like, man, ain't that your all your money? Hell no. That's too much. See, what happens is, if I feel like I'm running out of space for coping methods of writing, it doesn't feel like it's cutting it, I'm going to go to the mall. I'm going to get two things that I really like, and I'm going to get some food. And then, uh, especially during the summertime, there's like the boat cruise. I'll get on that for about a couple of hours. And I'll get a shot of whiskey on the boat and listen to jazz music and just be a little, you know, enjoy that swanky lifestyle for a minute and not interact with anybody over the phone. Mm-hmm. I'll take pictures, record videos, and just live my best life. When it goes back to shore, then you got to deal with the whole hustle and bustle of the city of Boston again. I don't do that very often because, of course, the boats are not doing anything on the winter. But in the winter time, if I feel like I need to do something, I'll just go dancing. I'll go to Club Cafe on Columbia Ave and I'll go dance the stress away and I come out feeling very light and happy again. Yes, we gotta do that. One day, we gotta just dance all night until 3 o'clock in the morning mm-hmm. and just let the music pound the stress and anxiety away under the strobe lights a couple of drinks in your system mm, nice <laughs> that's how I cope 
when I'm outside of counseling. It's okay. It's not dangerous. Nobody got hurt. So, fine. You just went dancing. Until when you came out, you got hungry again. Because, you know, typically here's how a night of de-stressing starts. Okay? 7 o'clock. I'm at Club Cafe. And I'm in the um, I'm in the Napoleon room where they have live jazz music playing, musicians playing. You know, it's kind of like treat yourself to something nice and swanky. Mm-hmm. So, live musicians, you get the front seat row, front row seats or whatever. You order chicken quesadillas, a nice big ass cup of Long Island iced tea, and then you get a slice of rich chocolate cake. And then you get another shot of Long Island. You get another cup of Long Island iced tea. And then you go and you pay for your jacket and your backpack to get put away in the um, security room. Mm-hmm. And then you go into the dance floor. Mm-hmm. You get on the stage in the swarm of bodies under the strobe lights. You dance, 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 dance. And then you got people who are acting like they're your goofies and they're trying to hang on to both sides, trying to take selfies with you. And then you go to the dance thing, the bar, to get yourself another drink because you danced out those two Long Islands. <laughs> <laughs> and then you just chug it down slowly and then you go dance again. No. See, I'm kind of like a homebody. Like, I like the club, but I don't like clubs around here. I don't really like them. So, if I can, go to bars. If not bars, then, you know, buy your alcohol at home and make your own drinks. Enjoy a lot of that. And I start off with some shots. Sometimes I do Henny or whiskey. Or you guys, like you and Samar and her brother, you swing by through Boston and we just get together and we have a blast <laughs> yeah, we could do that too then, yeah that's another good way we just be jamming to Snoop Dogg shit that's another good way to de-stress but guys I gotta tell you you gotta uh, drink responsibly at mm-hmm. least when you're doing all this it's not like oh I'm gonna just drink the whole thing no and just get cr- no no I'm not encouraging that <laughs> I'm just saying <laughs> drink responsibly know your limit stick to your limits (laughs) definitely know your limits the only reason why i said this is because i don't have to worry about driving (laughs) but like i said i'm going to repeat myself drink responsibly (laughs) out dancing like i said (laughs) don't get all crazy because you don't gotta tell nobody old casper said yeah i'm not a licensed therapist (laughs) i'm just sharing my methods you know, how I de-stress and then I wake up the next day and I feel happy. Like, it feels good that you got to like release some of the tension and you dance it off. Plus my birthday's coming up too. So. Yeah, I know. We got a party. Party. Oh, yeah. We still got a yes. party for my graduation. I know. We got to double that party up. Party. <laughs> Gotta make sure I take the day off of work because that may annoy me too. Working weekends when I don't want to. <sighs> We're going to double up on the fun, but still responsibly. Doubling up on the fun, guys, means cooking at home, like making a nice 
thing of that pasta that I did that other day mm. and making homemade drinks and mm-hmm. stuff like that. That kind of chilling is not going to have to do nothing with no Sam R has been asking me to make chicken Alfredo for a hot minute because every time she calls me, I'm usually making some chicken Alfredo with spinach and or broccoli. I just really enjoy it with spinach though. Like, love it. <laughs> oh, God. It's good. Mm. It's good. Do you use a little spice? Um, not really. I kind of just season my meat. You like hot stuff, though. (laughs) So I feel like you put... like pepper and jalapeno peppers. (laughs) Yeah, I was about to say, I don't put none of that stuff in there. (laughs) Saute your meat. Get it going. Bake it. Or boil it, however you want to do it. I bake it. Actually, the other day I had um, jalapeno chicken pizza. Oh, that sounds tasty, though. It was very good. It had, like, the, uh, the Alfredo sauce on it, too. Yo, that shit was smacking. It was really good. And I devoured, like, four slices. It was, it was a small box from Domino's, so I ate, like, four slices. And it was super delicious. But let me tell you, the jalapenos, oh, my goodness taste buds it's just shouting I like spicy stuff but not too too spicy just enough flavor so we will re- we will continue our conversation off air um, so any final thoughts you want to give to the audience um Just find what works best for you when coping. Whether that's talking to somebody, writing, shopping, going shopping responsibly. Very true. (laughs) Drinking responsibly. Mm Mm-hmm. Be careful when you're out partying. You know, or just de-stressing while dancing. Just be careful. If you can, I say party with friends responsible yeah. friends don't go without don't go with your party animal friends who are also gonna get wild with you go with the ones who are gonna be like all right you had enough this time to go yeah know your limits for what you do just be easy with it don't go too crazy whether you're indoors at somebody's house or outdoors because you also have to be respectful to that person's house and that and the folks establishment that you're in and as well as respectful to yourself you don't want to embarrass yourself in public or at anybody's house um so those are the thoughts and you know make sure if you feel like you need to get therapy and you know that you can get it go get it don't, don't be afraid for permission to live your life like since when did anybody ask permission to live Are you kidding me go ahead get your counseling on get your therapy do your writing you know get yourself a, you know a 
if you can't get a really good computer, get something like a tablet with a keyboard. Or, I mean, you can write the old-fashioned way, too. If you want to go get a journal or write in that, do it that way, too. But and I'm telling you, it feels so good to let it out. I just like to write on my computer because my spelling skills suck, and autocorrect is a blessing. <laughs> oh, no, I turn autocorrect off. I, I like the discipline of needing to correct the words myself and the grammar on my own see that's just me. i like that <laughs> but then i don't like that because sometimes when i be going through like the editing i'll be like what was i trying to spell here <laughs> um that's all i can say guys it'll feel good when you do all of these things responsibly don't keep everything inside let it out talk to a friend that you can trust certain things you know you can talk with some people about some certain things you have to keep to yourself and just write about it and figure out how to diffuse it first before you talk to anybody first you know it's kind of like troubleshooting troubleshooting a computer before you give it back to a client you can't give a computer back to someone that's messed up so you gotta fix it first sometimes it's just like that (laughs) so guys we will um, we will come back again with another episode in the future thanks for listening if you've made it this far thanks Momo you're welcome anytime we'll catch up with you guys soon bye bye If you are interested in sharing a story or any feedback or whatever on whatever you just heard um, either recently or like um, hundreds of episodes ago you can send me an email to casu305 at outlook.com and I'll say it again casu305 at Outlook.com. Hi. Hi, Casper. Hi. I have to introduce myself to you, which I'm so happy to do. I'm Jay Siobhan. I just found you in an interview with Coupon Queen Pen, and I have to say I loved you guys' interview. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the segment about being unapologetically you. And that should be a book (laughs) that you should write or a topic of your next podcast about being unapologetically you. Okay. And why apologize for being you when you're, when you yourself is so inspiring, so extraordinary. You have an extraordinary life and you're striving and it's such a blessing. And I just would love to work with you one day. You know, which would be up to you, but I would love to work with you one day. I love your spirit. So I'm wishing you love, showing you love, blessings, and much more success, okay? And you have another listener. I'm here, and I'm happy to be with all of them. Hey, thank you so much for your message. I love your podcast. Um, I definitely favorite your podcast. Um, Please feel free to check out mine and hit the favorite button if you like what you hear. Um, Thanks again. I love what you're doing on Anchor. Yo, what's up? I just want to let you know I ain't forgot about you. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, I forgot about you, man. I'm still out here listening to your podcast, you know. But I'm here. I'm chilling. I'm listening to your podcast right now. I just listened to your latest episode. So, yeah, that was an excellent episode, man, you know. Um, excellent, excellent. Um, but, yeah, man. Um, always good to hear from you. Peace. It's dope. It's just dope. Keep up the good work. I'm paying attention. I'm watching. Lastly, I would like to say thanks to everybody who submitted voicemails and comments and whatnot. And if you want to join me on another episode in the future let me know there's an email provided in there or you can send me a voicemail on the anchor platform um thanks for listening and once again straight pride is just traffic bye